Welcome to Pirate Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Karan and Kristen. On this podcast, we are highlighting ordinary people living extraordinary lives. These are pirates who take small, bold actions daily to create social change. Pirate life is all about rebelling and breaking the rules for good. Creating lasting social change starts by first breaking our inner rules. After all, the hardest rules to break are your own. The pirates we highlight have dedicated themselves to creating good trouble. Today, we are talking with Allison Flo. Allison is a holistic personal trainer and nutrition lifestyle coach who helps her clients feel strong, confident, and calm in their bodies for life-changing results. Allison is the host of the podcast, Integrate Yourself, a podcast which has inspired thousands to approach their health in a whole new way. And she's the author of the book, Finally Thriving. So we are looking forward to chatting with Allison today and learning more. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank you Mm. both. You're welcome. And Allison, we'd love for you to tell us the tale of what started you on your pirate journey and led you to where you are today. Wow. Yeah. So, um, Gosh, that's a lot of different stories, but let me pick one from all of those stories. Uh, Yeah, so I started out as far as holistic lifestyle and nutrition coaching and personal training goes. I started out um, after, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, staying home with my kids for three years, and I decided I wanted to do something, um, but I didn't really want to have to work for anybody, so I was trying to figure out a way to do something where I could work for myself. And... You know, uh, I had a, a, a teacher when I was in school for exercise science. He was like, you should just become a personal trainer. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to be a personal trainer. It just seems like, you know, so boring sitting there, like tracking people's reps and, and sets, like while they're doing a machine, you know, at the time, that's kind of what personal training was. And so I said, this just seems kind of boring to me. You know, I want to do something a little bit different. So, um, Long story short, I became a personal trainer, but I became a different kind of personal trainer because what I had uh, been introduced to in the the gym that I started training with uh, was a gentleman, his name's Andrew Johnston, and he was a Czech practitioner. And so I was seeing some of the things he was doing in the gym and I was like, wow, like that's really cool. I want to train like that. And then soon after I saw a show called Insider Training and oddly enough, it ended up bringing me to Paul Check because Gabrielle Reese was interviewing him and uh, he was training the same way. And I, I put it all together like this is where Andrew learned his stuff. So I'm like, this is what I want to learn. This is how I want to learn to train. And so, of course, it brought me into much more than just knowing how to train. I I got, you know, um, I got uh, exposed to a holistic, uh, you know, nutritional lifestyle coaching. I bought the book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy, Paul Check's book. And that just started a cascade of um, uh, of a new perspective when, as it related to health, missing pieces that I really, that really helped me put uh, my health back together in my own life. And so that inspired me to help others. And um, so from there on, I began helping people um, holistically, really approaching the body um and the mind and the spirit through a holistic perspective right and um so that that's how i started out and i was a gymnast for you know i don't know from the age of five to 22 competitive gymnast so i had you know i knew how to be in charge of my body from a movement perspective but then there were so many other components um especially as i got older that i learned you know, there's emotional and spiritual aspects to health too, that actually, you know, feed down into the physical, as well as you guys have probably, you know, I know you've learned Kristen about the words that you're saying to yourself and and how that shapes your reality too. So again, this led me to all these different places where I could learn how to become the master of myself in that way. So to make a long story short, that's kind of how I ended up here. And, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm podcasting and I'm using my voice also to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Karan's an elected coach too. That's how we met. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 So you yeah. know as well. Yeah, uh-huh. you know about all that. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. We met through, um, mostly through level two and nice, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, it, it takes, it takes like when you start coaching, you know, it takes years to really start to master the craft of it. And, um, of course you, 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 you gain all these tools along the way. And then you try to figure out how to integrate those tools into how you help people as well as how you're helping yourself. So really my journey has been helping myself first with the tools, trying that out that way first, and then helping my clients with it as well. And Mm -hmm. how I feel like, you know, and also, you know, knowing what they need at the right time as well, or, and um, guiding them that way. But, um, you know, everything from functional fitness to corrective exercise to, you know, kind of training world class runners and then, you know, the nutritional lifestyle coaching approach, studying thyroid health. I mean, I've been through a lot of it, but what I've come full circle around is um, it's all about how you're handling the stress stress from your mindset. Like, how are you perceiving life, right? Mm-hmm. And this is going to trickle down into how your body responds to you as well. So this is the missing piece that we really haven't been um, utilizing or really integrating in the fitness community, I feel like. Yeah, and then I were just talking about that. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask, like, what is the, um, the social rebellion that you're, you're doing with your work or that you're looking to start with your work? Um, what do you, what do you mean by social rebellion? What is that? What is that? Uh, um, like, what are you rebelling against for society? Like, um, the well, pirate thing. <laughs> yeah, I started out kind of rebelling. I started out with that kind of energy. And then I just, um, and yeah, it was, I felt like I was really fighting, you know, at first, because I would talk to people about organic food in the very beginning. This is before Whole Foods, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they would look at me like I was crazy, because I said, organic eggs are different than conventional eggs. And they'd be like, no, no, I don't believe you. (laughs) And so it was kind of like, I was feeling like at that point, that was a bit of a rebellious time for me. And um, also a little bit of a pushback, like, hey, you know, listen to me, please, because I know what I'm talking about, you know. But, um, but what I what I realized soon after, and this is also something I talk about in my book, is that, um, is it just wasn't the right approach from a coaching standpoint because at some point you have to let people own own their life you know own their decisions and and also um to to create that ownership for people um they have to eventually you know you're giving them the information you're guiding them through the process but what they do with it is completely up to them So, um, from my perspective, I, I don't, I mean, I, I guess it's rebellious in the, in the sense that I've definitely, uh, approached life and health from probably very different way than, than most people do. And, and I see things very differently as well, but, um, I never try to push people into, um, anything anymore or be, or come from like a righteous indignation role like I used to, because, Mm -hmm. I've realized how much that pushes people away, but also it creates conflict within yourself. So then you're, you're left feeling like very frustrated, right? Because no one's listening. And, um, but what really is, is needing to happen is for you to, um, you know, honor yourself, give what you know to be true to other people as a gift and they can do with it what they want ultimately it's up to people how they receive right Mm -hmm. how they receive you how they receive what you're saying everybody's going to be different so with that you're able then to let go of what you're putting out there you know and you don't have to be attached to it so the rebellious aspect of it to me is more of attachment um, and that's how I see it in, in any way, but I like, I like the, I like being rebellious cause it's a little bit of a pushback and we have to have that right to, mm-hmm. to honor our boundaries. And at the same time, are you attaching through rebe- being rebellious? Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was what I thought about when I went through that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes as coaches, we can get really dogmatic yes. with the way we think it should be done. Um, and, 
everybody is different and you also have to meet the clients where they're at, meet people where they're at and, and work with them rather than, you know, trying to push your dogma onto them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and also just check your own dogma, right? Like mm -hmm. give yourself a, a reality check as like, am I, is this becoming a dogmatic belief for me? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's important too, as coaches, we have to really examine that for ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Am I getting stuck on this one thing being the way and the only way? It's exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Been there many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had to go through a lot of cutting, cutting those. I I'm right. And, um, stories. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what, um, what are some of the bold actions, whether they were big or whether they were small, um, that led you to where you are today? So I mean, you were a gymnast for a lot of your life and then you did the, yeah, the physical training. What are some other steps that you've taken? Um, let's see, uh, you know, hmm. and again, that can be, that can be many things like experience, mm -hmm. life experiences have just led me to where I am now that the, the decisions I've made for what I wanted to learn and what I wanted to focus on. Um, uh, you know, I would say probably the biggest in most recent years has been, um, some of the more creative endeavors that I've, uh, been, been uh pursuing uh you know one being the enlisted coaching group that's been really amazing and a great way to see myself from a different perspective um in helping me also launch a new career but also like um getting back into um d deciding to to really honor some of the things that i've kind of put on the back burner and and you know uh not prioritize because I thought, you know, I was like, I got to do this other stuff first, but really, you know, it's about really honoring what you want to do, what you enjoy doing. And so what I'm, what I'm leaning into more is my joy in play, which I've again put, you know, I've as a, also like as a coach, as a mom, you know, as, as whatever role we're playing, we're giving, 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 but we don't, ever uh, rarely do we learn the value of giving to yourself and learning how to receive mm -hmm. and so um because then you know that's what leads to the joy and the bliss and then that leads to more giving right the giving out of authenticity rather than out of obligation so um just being able to enjoy my life actually has been <laughs> the biggest game changer lately and been and allowing myself to to go toward things that I really really want to do, like singing is a new is kind of is something I've been getting back into most recently. Uh, it's been so much fun, and uh, you know, just doing things that I just really enjoy doing. Uh, and I, it depends on so for me, my creative projects just depend on the season, right? So I kind of focus on one thing at a time, but. Um, Right now, it's the the voice work, the singing. Some I, I'm learning how to play the ukulele, so <laughs> you know those kinds of things. <laughs> but it helps me be more open and creative as a as it relates to my job and helping my clients. Because then I'm again I'm not being dogmatic. I'm not being stuck. I'm not being restricted or restrictive on myself. I'm staying open to to more because I'm. I'm, I'm expressing myself creatively, create, creatively. <laughs> I like your new way of saying yeah. it. Creatively, <laughs> whatever that is, that's a new word I just made up. It's a so, good one. We'll yeah. use it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I hope, I don't know if that answered your question, Kristen, but like, that's what comes to me when you mm -hmm. ask that, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's been many milestones. There's been many times that have, uh, definitely, um, kind of changed me and uh you know my kids being one of them having you know my son having a reaction to uh, a vaccine when he was younger that opened me up to so many things health wise you know 
And uh, so it's like little things like that, that just woke me up, you know, to stuff that's happening. And also for him going gluten free at that time was important for him too, and me learning about that. So um, for me, just these, these little or big life experiences that we have and that really changed the trajectory of our mm-hmm. life, you know, and then you know, in a way, when something happens, like you're, you go into a crisis, um, whether it's a crisis outside of you or a crisis of self, you know, what this does is it, it helps you pay attention to really like, hey, are, am I doing what I really want to be doing right now? You know, mm-hmm. like, or am I, am I trying to distract myself from myself? Am I trying to get, re- you know, stay really busy so I don't have to think about my own needs, right? And so those are the things that really, I think the crisis, uh, it, that's the kind of things it brings to the table for people is that awakening aspect where you're like, hey, let's examine what we're doing. Is it working, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that you said that has been talked about by so many pirates that we've interviewed is just talking about um, joy and play and bringing that back into your life. And I think that it's just, it's so missing from general adulthood yeah, I know, right? yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an important, um, factor for bringing that back in. And, and you mentioned bliss and we've had other, other people, other guests talk about chasing their bliss. And, mm-hmm. um, it's so important to find those things that, that do bring us joy and, and happiness and play, uh, back to our life. Um, just to make it worthwhile. I mean, a life without joy and play sounds pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what we're here for, right? And we yeah. have the mark on that one. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be huge. It can be small things, you know, in your life. Like you can just pay attention to the smaller um, aspects of, of beauty in your life and, mm-hmm. and, you know, what you really appreciate. And, and you know, you could just change some things on the wall and, and be like, wow, that's really great. I'm so glad I did that. It feels so much better in here. Mm-hmm. You know, just little, you, th- there's so many different ways to create, mm-hmm. you know, that we forget about. We always think it's about art. Mm-hmm. It's really not. I mean, you can, you're creating everything that mm-hmm. you're doing and you're creating your life. And so, um, if we can look at it that way, then it's, it's all a, just, a, it's all a, uh, you know, it's, it's your, it's your masterpiece basically. Mm-hmm. So you can treat everything that way. And that's, you know, um, that's the, a way to just be with it, you know, and, and be, and enjoy it. Because again, mm-hmm. like we're always rushing through to the next thing. What's the point of that? You know, there's times where we have to do that, of course, but you know, uh, I mean, I've done it, you know, just, mm-hmm made myself busy, hustle, hustle, hustle for the sake of hustling. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, wait, why am I doing this again? (laughs) (laughs) When you have young kids, yes, that has to happen. But, um, but then again, you know, where in your life can you make small changes to where you don't have to hustle all the time? Can you, can you create some space for yourself within Mm -hmm. that, you know, and everything counts, every little bit counts. So, um, even just like buying yourself some flowers and putting it on the, in the kitchen or, or on the table, you know, um, those are like little acts of joy and bliss and kindness to yourself that can really, that can bring just a lot of, a lot of happiness to your life right there. Just by doing those little things, you know, mm-hmm. I had a friend one time ask, um, if I wanted to do 21 days of pleasure with her, which was basically finding something every single day for 21 days that brings you joy, pleasure, whatever that make, brings that feel good feeling. And to think about it for every day for three weeks was like, I, I realized it could be just something small, like going outside to eat on my lunch break and yeah. letting the sunshine on me, taking a 10 minute walk, um, take finding a, a joke or something <laughs> like just small. It could be something small and it's even just a few minutes for myself. And that made a huge difference in how I felt. And so, yeah, it doesn't have to be a big grand thing. It can be really small too. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, and in my opinion, it's everything, you know, it's, if you, I don't even know what I'm here for if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, even, yes, of course, we're learning things. We're to some extent, you know, we're, as you learn things, sometimes there's suffering involved. And, but again, it's like, it's a perspective too, you know, mm -hmm. so to suffering some, for some people is different for other people. Some people can see the same thing where someone's suffering is, and, and, and think of it more optimistically, you know, or see the, that there's, um, you know, something good to come out of it. Right. And so, um, it's always good to check in with your perspective, right. As we mm -hmm. all have learned uh, mm -hmm. and lifted. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're working with your clients, um, what are some of the more uncomfortable questions that people can ask themselves in order to make changes in their lives or, or questions that you've asked yourself to make these changes? Well, um, I think it's about for me anyway, and I know I've experienced this was what through some of my clients as well. Um, it's all about the stories you're telling yourself. <laughs> You know, are you telling yourself, are we, are we repeating a story over and over again that doesn't serve us or are we going beyond that story and, um, you know, seeing more potential there because the story can many times be limiting for, for your, for what you're capable of doing or, or, and so I think it's always about the story, you know, mm -hmm. like what story are you telling yourself over and over again? Mm -hmm. Check in with that, examine it and rewrite that story, <laughs> you know, rewrite it the way you'd like. Uh, it, it, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Uh, you know, um, we're not tied. None of us are tied to any of our stories here. We can always change them. Mm -hmm. So I think the hard question is, are you are you really dependent on your story? Or do you like your, do you really like your story or is it hard? Are you attached to your story? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and be, be real honest with yourself about that. And then, then we can begin to, you know, when we when we don't need that attachment anymore, that codependency on that story, then we're able to make light of it and we're able to help it dissipate and create a new story. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One that serves us better and it helps us reach our potential, right? And then you're able then to see things a certain, a different way so that you can follow your desires and that'll lead you, um, on your desk, down your, uh, down your path. You know, what are you desk? What are you here for? What's your destiny? Right. Mm -hmm. It's hard to know if we're stuck in our stories. Mm. So. That's the, that I would say that would be the biggest roadblock because for many of the people I work with, they do have lots of stories. I mean, I have stories too. We all do. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's a matter of the awareness around it. Right. It's mm -hmm. a matter of, um, how attached you are to those stories. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing to be, mm -hmm. to be get clear about and to be honest with yourself about, because that's the only way you're really going to change your perception of your reality. Um, you know, Byron Katie talks about this too, all the time. She's like, is that true? Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, you know, is that really true? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, then you can start going down that rabbit hole of like, okay, you know, it's a good game to play with yourself. Mm -hmm. What is true? You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it true? Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about why too, asking why a lot. Yeah. Is it true? Some good questions to ask. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we make up stories because we are afraid of the unknown. A lot of times we like mm. want an answer immediately instead of being, being with the unknown and just mm. like holding space for that because that's the void and that's, the void is where you invite opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. But if you don't ever open yourself up to that void and hold space for that, then the new opportunities don't come because you're filling the space with old stories, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs>
Yeah. Those, those stories too, go back to the creativity part, like what we're all creating randomly. Um, and (laughs) it's a lot of times those stories that are going on in our heads. So do you, if you want to welcome in that creativity, well, let's make sure those stories that are going in your head are making that space for the creativity too. Cause you are creating, um, a lot of people believe they aren't, but everybody is, um, just, are you creating, um, with a path or are you creating randomly and throwing those stories all over the place? Yeah. Yeah. You can believe that, you know, things are happening to you all the time Mm -hmm. and that's a really stressful place to be. I feel like, I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that we control everything that's happening to us, but it's about more so the the level of awareness about what we are creating. Like you're saying, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, um, you know, my belief is that your destiny is your destiny. You're going to, that's going to be what you, what, you Mm -hmm. you know, you're here for. And at the same time, what you do have control over is how you experience it. And so, um, so I would say, you know, do you want to, do you want to experience from a stressful, chaotic standpoint, or do you want to experience it through, um, a more deliberate, aware state, Mm -hmm. uh, and perception, you know, where you are, you know, you are creating from intention, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, t- we talk a lot about um, the idea of good trouble on, on this podcast. What does uh, good trouble mean to you? And how are you creating good trouble in your life? Well, what do you guys mean by good trouble? Mm. What does that mean? <laughs> That's what I just asked yeah. you. <laughs> when you what does it mean to you? I don't know what that is. <laughs> so good trouble would be going towards those, those rebellions, right? So creating good trouble would be, um, you know, fighting against something. Uh, well, it might be the rule, but it's not necessarily right. Um, or Yeah. Yeah, rebelling against something that's maybe the norm that you know is a better way, mm-hmm. right? Or asking um, those questions. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Yeah. Why are things this way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, I've been doing that for a long time um, in, in the health sector. Mm-hmm. And, um, gosh, we could, we could talk about a lot as it relates to that. And, and there may not be enough time for that, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, especially, uh, I think it, it, I don't, you know, it's, it's a controversial topic. We won't get into that so much, but I, I feel like a lot of what, uh, the current events and what's going on today, I definitely feel rebellious against that. And, and like, um, what did you, what was the term again? What trouble was it? Good trouble. Good trouble. Good trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having, yeah. Making good trouble there because, uh, you know, it's really interesting. It's so funny. People are like, oh my God, this is happening. It, yeah, this has been happening for a long time. <laughs> I've been following it for a long time. And it's just like people are just now seeing like the veil has been lifted. They're seeing what has been going on behind the scenes for a very long time. And what has actually come up for me and um, also a close friend, Roseanne Grace, we were talking about this the other day. And she's like, we're talking about the Wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> and how the symbology has been coming uh, into the forefront, you know, like, we're like, we got to watch that movie again. Cause I got it, you know, it, this is happening in real time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, everything in that movie is, is a symbol of what we see in our lives. And if you watch that plus Alice in Wonderland, similar thing, but a little more trippy, <laughs> um, you know, it's like all this symbi- symbiology, symbiology, is that yeah, a word? We're I making up know. words today. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Okay, we'll go with it. Um, Symbiology. Some might just say symbols. Yeah, Yeah, right? Trying to be fancy. So, yeah. So, you know, it's all in there. It's all in there. It's all in our lives. If we just, like, look at the subtlety in our lives and we just see those subtle symbols, like, it's like, wow, okay. We're in a dream state right now. We Mm -hmm. don't even realize it, right? So, um, it's just interesting because, like, yeah, it's, we think this is all real. This is all an illusion, right? It's like we're on a roller coaster ride and there's all, you know, you're really scared, but you know, you're going to live, right? You're going to be okay, but it's really scary. Same thing. This is what we're experiencing right now. Right. Um, and so if you start to pay attention to the sudden subtle, you know, symbols, 
then you're going to be like, wow, okay, that makes sense. So this is the, the good trouble I want to make is for people to start like, like, look at what's happening. We're really, this is like all kind of an illusion in a way, mm -hmm. you know, for you to just see, um, you know, see what, read that energy, right? Read the energy of what's happening right now, instead of looking at it and saying, this, this is what I'm seeing, right? Read the energy of what you're seeing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not all about what you're seeing. It's about what you're feeling too. Mm -hmm. It's about what you're picking up on with your other senses. And that's all, the only way I think we're going to really be able to get to the truth of the matter, right? And really get clear on what is happening because it's very confusing right now, right? Mm. So um, rather than picking a side, playing the separation game with people, you know, I'd much rather help people come to their own conclusions and see the illusion for themselves, you know? You know, how, what are you, you know, what is this reminding you of? What is this reminding you to heal within yourself, mm. right? What is this triggering for you? So there is a, there is a bigger, um, thing happening than what we're seeing, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on behind the veil and the veil is getting thinner. So as the veil gets thinner, you're going to start seeing some trippy stuff if you pay attention, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I invite you to do that. Go watch mm -hmm. those movies, those, uh, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz and read, you know, Alice in Wonderland. So yeah, it's just, uh, but you know, it's our intuition that we are, are, are we're being called to follow right now and to connect to again because we've gotten far away from it and as technology uh becomes a greater force you know instead of working with technology we're actually replacing our intuition with technology which isn't doesn't really make much sense and mm -hmm. that also takes us away from nature and so again bringing more awareness around uh that those kinds of things that we're doing, you know, not everybody's going to do it, but, um, if more and more of us can start to, to pay attention and start to trust ourselves that way, you know, it, it things will change, you know, mm -hmm. things will change big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Intuition is important to listen to. Yeah. And something that I think we get, we're taught to turn off at a very young age because, Kids have it naturally, but we get taught like yeah. not to listen to it. Yeah. I talk about this in my book too, about, it's all about how to connect with yourself. Right. And, but also, um, create, a you know, empowered wellness within yourself through connecting with your mind, body, and spirit. And the last part of the book is about listening to your spirit. And this is something that I went through because I had been that kind that that kid who was picking up on so many things, um, but I didn't really have anybody to teach me the ways of what all this meant, right? So I just, um, I had mechanisms where I started blocking these things out because I wanted to be like everybody else. I wanted to be normal, but probably the truth is most people have that. They just aren't, it's never talked about. Kids don't really know how to, you know, grow into it. And so as adults, we, we, we end up just really, um, uh, you know, smothering those, though, that our intuition really in, in, in many ways, we all pick up information differently. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned to, as I've been, you know, opening up again in that way, I've been able to, um, learn how to connect with my own intuition and also pick up on how I, how I receive information. And that's all about how you receive too. So there's a, there's a clear link to how we receive. Um, it also is linked to the heart of course, but how you receive love in your life through, through the form of anything really. Um, and how that links up to how, how you receive information, right? How you receive your, you know, how you dis, uh, discern between that information when it comes to you, because we're inundated with lots of it right now, but the information I'm speaking more about is the information that you are feeling, that you're picking up on, that people aren't saying, right? Reading between the lines, as they say. Um, so that's one thing that I would say 
um, start to pay attention to. Can you read somebody's energy without them saying anything? You know, don't worry about what they're saying. Worry about what they're not saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing this entire time with all the officials that are talking and, and everything that's happening. What are they doing? What are they not saying? Mm. This is what's important, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even people you follow too, you know, or any, anybody, you, you know, it's, again, we're not, we're not judging people, you know, we're not going into judgment mode. Like you're, you know, I pick up that you're a terrible person or whatever. It's, it's more so just, you know, trying to get to get clear, you know, get clear on what you're picking up on. Right. And, and start to trust that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're saying not to go around and be like, mm, I'm picking, you are terrible. <laughs> I was not going to listen to you. <laughs> well, it's your choice. Yeah, it was your choice. You know, ultimately, listen to yourself because that's going to be the smartest person. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think we make the mistake. I'm not saying, you know, not to listen to people who, who, who have, you know, have a good uh, – who know a lot and you, you know, consider everybody's opinion who are, you know, but, but I, I, we tend to really not honor our own perspective and we, it tends to be, um, one of those things where we, um, I don't know, I, I used to do this a lot, but it's, I always would honor other people's opinion or perspective over mine. Mm -hmm. And I think, why am I doing that? You know? Why, why is my perspective or opinion? I mean, I have, and and the reason being is because we all have such different life uh, experiences. Mm -hmm. So of course we're going to have different perspectives. Someone who hasn't had your same experience in life is going to have a very different perspective on maybe the same topic, Mm -hmm. especially if they haven't had experience with it. So how are they to know, you know, and again, vice versa, how are you to know, you know? So, um, so that that's what occurred to me. I was just like, huh, well, maybe my perspective isn't important and it's important to me, you know, and it's important for me to honor that. Um, and not, not in a way that's like, I'm right and you're wrong and you, and I'm going to tell you my opinion, even if you don't ask for it, not like that. It's more about, okay, I cool. You know, I, you know, this person has this opinion. I'm going to honor that. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to respect it, but ultimately I'm going to do it, you know, honor my own perspective Mm -hmm. and make my own decision. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 I think that's what we've gotten away from big time with all Mm -hmm. this, the political stuff. And so, um, people just have forgotten where they start and others begin, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And getting back to that curiosity again, too. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Getting curious about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The curiosity is really what keeps you open, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've talked a little about your book. Will you tell us more about, like, what is finally thriving about? And yeah, give us a little insight into your book. Well, yeah. So I, I want to start by just sharing how it, how I created the book. And cause that's going to give you an idea of, you know, the, uh, the rhythm of the book, what, how it came about. And I mean, so the, I was, it was, uh, I guess it was like, I think it started back in June of 2020. My dad had passed away in February of 2020. And, uh, we were in June, we, we went, uh, to, cause we couldn't have a funeral because of all the COVID stuff. And um, so we, we took his ashes to the ocean in June and just had a small little ceremony with just my immediate family. And soon after I get this, um, this download of all these ideas for a book and like you need to start writing. And so I just started writing every morning I started writing about 30 minutes and then it snowballed into an hour to two hours. And it was like, I wasn't even, I was just typing. I wasn't even thinking about what I was writing. I was just starting writing. And a lot of it was just stuff that had, um, that I had learned over the years, the past 15 years of coaching, 
some things I'd learned through um, some of my emotional coaching intensives, you know, my experience, some personal experiences, some client stories, but ultimately a lot of the physical energetic integration that I learned that no one taught me and that I had to totally figure out on my own. I mean, like you can go to spiritual gurus and they're gonna give you information about energy and about spirituality, but they're not gonna tell you how it feels in your body, right? Um, most of them won't. I mean, mm -hmm. it, so that was my experience. You know, um, a lot of it was kind of like, well, oh, this is what I'm feeling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, not everybody feels this, but some people do. And you know, those kinds of things. And like, how do you integrate um, those, uh, the spiritual, emotional aspects of yourself into your physical, right? And how does that affect your physical when we are out of alignment in those aspects? Um, so what I wanted to do was really bring in other aspects of health besides just nutrition and fitness, which are very important. But that, um, I mean, understandably so, I mean, many, many people don't get past the, you know, the, the nutrition and the fitness because it's complicated, right? And it's mm -hmm. different for each person. So I felt like, well, why don't I just share my experience of it and people can do with it what they want, you know? It's my gift. You know, you can receive it how you'd like, and I'm not going to try to make it fit for everybody. I'm going to, you know, give you my experience and hopefully you'll get something really great out of this. Um, it's kind of the book that I always wanted when I was learning about all this stuff too. And so I take you on a journey of aligning the mind, connecting with the body and then listening to your spirit. And so, and, and how that relates to wellness. And so this is going to give you, you know, because everything that happens in your body is coming from a spiritual and emotional place, right? Um, if you're trying to change the body, which is, which you can, you know, through behave, different changing behavior and fitness and with nutrition, it's not going to be as sustainable as, as if you change the spiritual and emotional aspects of yourself, right? If you can do that, if you can do that, the physical is more sustainable, right? Because um, you're going to be a reflection of what you have in those other energetic bodies. So, um, yeah, I kept seeing people every year, like set, you know, do these New Year's resolutions and they'd some, I mean, it first, when I was working in the gym, like people would last a month and then it, it would last, it went down to lasting a week. <laughs> they would start this new routine, right? And I'm like, why can't people, you know, stick with this? Why can't they, um, you know, why can't they realize this is really like, ultimately this is what's going to keep you healthy and, and get you what you want. You know, everybody wants to lose weight, not everybody, but a lot of people do. And, um, and so why aren't they just sticking with it? And, you know, I realized that, you know, people, they don't find a lot of joy in fitness. They don't find a lot of joy with nutrition. And the reason being is it's not fun. <laughs> And I'm like, why can't we make this fun? How do you connect with it, right? How can you connect at a deep, on a deeper level? And so that is really, ultimately my book is teaching you how to have more fun and create more joy in your wellness journey, right? Mm -hmm. By getting to know yourself better. Because a lot of times we, we also get into these routines or we try to get motivated to start working out but it's, it's, we're using other people's goals, right? Is that really your goal? What, what is your goal? What is your desire? What are you wanting, you know, to create here? But we're, we're given these like generic goals every year, but it's like, that's not my goal, right? <laughs> Somebody mm -hmm. else's. So I need to create my own, right? Yeah. And that's the whole mm -hmm. thing with pirate living, right? Like, mm -hmm forging your own path and, and creating your own life that, that you want, not living the life that someone else mm. expects you to live. Right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's your purpose. Like what, it, why are you doing it? You know, mm -hmm. that's another thing people don't ask themselves. Like, why are you doing a hundred burpees? You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> why? What's the reason? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. If, as long as you get clear on that question, I think, you know, you're good to go, but you know, ask yourself that question with everything mm -hmm. you do. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Will mm-hmm. you tell us about um, the programs that you offer? Yeah, sure. Uh, I right now currently I'm doing uh, one-on-one coaching, uh, fitness and uh, nutrition coaching online, but also um, life coaching. So you know, it just depends on person's needs where they're at. But I do a lot when I when I coach people in person. Um, I focus. Uh, the people who have been coming to me most recently are just needing like a lot of cor- uh, corrective exercise, functional fitness. Um, performance training, those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. then I also um, help a lot of my clients with emotional, spiritual aspects. Um, some of the things that we we taught or we were taught in uh, the Enlifted Coaching Program, I integrate some of those tools in the mix as well. And um, moving forward after the book comes out February 15th, I will be, I will be offering some new services. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be moving into um helping people with their voice and uh you know doing that kind of work and more of a vocal alchemy approach mm-hmm. um and integrating integrating that into my practice but um right now i'm just i'm not going to rush into anything right now i'm giving myself space and i would like to offer workshops um for that kind of thing and um you know, and then integrate some of the storytelling work with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the things that I'm, I'm moving towards in the future. I'll be offering stuff like that. And probably in the spring is what I'm thinking. is what I'm looking at. Perfect. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure your episodes will be scheduled to come out on two twenty two twenty two. So, no yeah. <laughs> so nice. Your That's book okay. Will, yeah, yeah. And your, your book will be out by then. So well, people go buy it. <laughs> they told me originally February 1st and then they mm-hmm. came back and they said, Oh, it's going to be February 15th now. So it's going to be, but that's okay. It's, mm-hmm. it'll be close enough. Yeah. So go by now yeah. the book shall be out. Well, yes. we're, we're on February 22 currently and the book's oh, 22. out. Go I, I said second. Okay. Perfect. That's oh perfect. yeah. yeah. Two okay. 22, 22. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, the book will have already been out. So everybody listening can go, go look for finally thriving and mm-hmm. purchase it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And my hope is that people just enjoy it. You know, I just, um, just, it's a, it's an enjoyable read, you know, it's nothing too crazy intellectual marks in the book. You know, I mentioned mm-hmm. him and some things that he's taught me. Um, and I also, I highlight a lot of the teachers I've had throughout the years as well. And, and some of the lessons I've learned because partly I, I included that because I just, you know, um, I don't want people to think that I did it all by myself. Like I feel like a lot of times with uh, people who write books or they have these huge projects or they become Mm -hmm. famous, they always, it's almost like people are under the impression that they just had this talent and they did it all by themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, but really it takes years of learning, you know, Mm -hmm. learning new Mm -hmm. skills and practicing and, um, you know, coming to these conclusions and, 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 you know, changing your perception and all of these things. And so, uh, working with clients, having experience there as well. So I wanted people to get an idea of what it takes to, you know, um, to do something like that. And like, you, you know, it's, and, and it, cause I just think in the age of like Instagram and YouTube, like people think that people just started a YouTube channel and they, they didn't, there's nothing behind that, you know, well, they might've done years of acting classes and, and mm-hmm. all of these other things to, mm-hmm. to build up to that. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. just know that <laughs> those things are happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're an instant success. Well, no, yeah. actually I've been doing this for like 18 years. So uh-huh. <laughs> that's exactly. not quite instantaneous. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think there's a lot of misnomer about it and, um, you know, but I, many people like, you know, have had experience and they're, they're there's a reason they're successful because mm-hmm. they've been working on it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't see all the behind the scenes. We don't. And that's, and again, you know, my, I want to inspire people to start, you know, creating that way, like start doing that because like, um, yeah, the behind the scenes is, I used to always love, I don't know about you guys that you, you might, I don't know if you remember the, the show, um, the VHS behind VHS, uh, um, is it? <laughs> 
<laughs> what was this that channel it wasn't mtv it was like uh it was behind the music what was that that um do you guys remember that yeah i do yes now i can't it's one of those things where when somebody says something and they're like i can't remember where i have it but it's not oh, there it <laughs> i don't know why like i can't remember the the station but like it was behind the music so they would highlight these artists mainly musicians and uh and they just kind of tell the story of how they became you know successful and, mm -hmm. and famous and i just always thought those were so interesting because i've always been interested in how someone becomes someone you know mm -hmm. the process of that the creative process and so again that's why i want to share because like rarely do we see that we always mm -hmm. see the end result and that's the same with fitness like you don't see what goes on you know the whole year you know yeah mm -hmm. for this person to be fit and, and in good health like they did a, there was a big practice that went behind that mm -hmm. so you know it's it's important i think for us to remember that there is a process and and we ha and, and to connect to our own creative process is a big deal you know mm -hmm. and, and and i would love to inspire people to do that mm -hmm. yeah it's a vh1 I just couldn't remember. I, was I like, had to oh. Google. <laughs> I was like, behind the music. I still would love to yeah, probably rewatch that show. That was a yeah. really good show. Um, but yeah, it always fascinated me <sighs> how people got to where they, they are. You know, it's just a fast, it just, I loved hearing the stories. So um, yeah, that's interestingly weird. enough. I watched just last night um, a new documentary, and you have to excuse me. There's <laughs> like the WrestleMania <laughs> going on behind me with my dogs. Um, but I watched uh, the documentary. It was on Netflix um, about Val Kilmer, oh, and yeah, I heard uh, about that. Yeah. yeah, he created he from like the he was one of the first you know in the olden days to get like a, a video camera and he recorded hours and hours and like boxes wow. and boxes mm -hmm. of tapes of his life and uh he just put yeah he released the uh, documentary of his life talking about like you know right from childhood to the uh, you know the tragic loss of his young brother uh through his acting career to like uh, his battle with throat cancer and um it was a really uh powerful documentary to see um, uh, you know, this, this guy's life and his dedication to his craft. And, um, so I do love that behind the music, behind the scenes where you actually get to see the story of like, what's actually happening or how did this person actually get there? Um, it's really, yeah. really great. Mm -hmm. I recommend it. 10 Absolutely. out of 10 would recommend. 10 out of 10. <laughs> well, and then, and then when you see that, you also get to decide, what you want your creative process to be like, right? Because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, wait, I don't really like that. That doesn't sound like it's worth it to me. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, that's that really resonates. I really want to do that, you know? So mm -hmm. there's also, like, it gives you options, but also, like, inspires you, you know? I just mm -hmm. lo love that kind of stuff, too. I'm going to have to watch that because I've yeah. – that's the second time somebody told me about it. And, um, yeah, that, that sounds really good. Mm -hmm. And it goes along with the voice stuff you're working on too, because he literally lost his voice to throat yeah. cancer. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Even just like really interesting decisions that he made. Like he played Batman um, way back in the olden days. What was it like the 90s? Um, and, uh, you know, talking about how it's every little boy's dream to be Batman and the reality of actually playing Batman on screen, where there's not a lot of acting involved. Right. Um, it's just walking around in a suit. You can <laughs> see half of his face. And it's just even talking about the physical challenges of being in the suit. Whereas he got to watch, um, I can't remember who was, who was the, the other actors playing like the villains that got to like really act that yeah. part um, and really put on a show where he was like stuck. And, um, you know, the fact that they, they wanted him to come back to do, you know, more Batman series and the fact that he, he turned them down despite the like millions of dollars. It was a commercial success um, because that just really wasn't in alignment with his, his actual craft of what he wanted to be doing and creating. It's like, it's like, yeah, even just that was just such a powerful story of like, oh, like you didn't really consider like you you think you you land this role. It's like Batman, you're Batman. <laughs> like, right. And, uh, you know, that commercial success isn't all that it's cracked up to be. So it was, yeah. it was really good. Anyways, that enough is... about Val Kilmer. <laughs> no, it's interesting. I mean, I still remember one of my 
favorite movies that he was in, Real Genius. I don't know mm. if you guys ever mm -hmm. saw that, but <laughs> I used to love that. I must have watched that like 10 times. But um, yeah, I, it, it's uh, that is that is really interesting. And it's it's amazing. Gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's amazing that um, I will decline this. Um, it's amazing that uh, he was able to discern between what his true desires were Mm -hmm. and what he, you know, and the, so he was able to turn down that, that, that nice offer, you know, because mm -hmm. he knew that if he did that, that would be going against what he, what his heart wanted, you know? And yeah. so we got to find that balance, right. Mm -hmm. Of like honoring our desires and what we really want to be doing. And then also getting paid well for it if we'd like to do it that way too, yeah. or, you know, or, or whatever way you want it to come out or if it's just for pleasure getting pleasure from it you know mm -hmm. getting joy from it yeah so um yeah that's uh that's that's inspiring for sure mm -hmm. like, he must have really not wanted to do that <laughs> that second movie <laughs> yeah yeah if you listen to him talk about it you'll yeah yeah, yeah. understand yeah mm -hmm. um well where can our listeners go to find out more about you yeah so um by the time this comes out, I'll have a new website called uh, finallythrivingbook.com. Um, you can always still go to my website, my my uh, training website, which is Pure Energy Wellness. I'm sorry, Pure Energy PDX.com. Uh, Pure Energy PDX.com, uh, and that will have like um, my podcast on it. But I think what I'm going to also do is link my podcast to the um, to the finally thriving book website. Um, and my, my podcast is integrate yourself. So really the best way, uh, you know, to keep, uh, up with everything that's happening is to get on my newsletter. You can do that through my website or through Instagram as well. I have a, I have a link on the link tree there for that. Um, Instagram is pure energy PDX. Um, so those are really, um, the newsletter, the Instagram account, the websites, those are really the main, uh, podcast, of course, the main way that I communicate with my audience. Um, I really don't do Twitter. I don't do Facebook. I, I just, I feel like it's too much to, mm -hmm. to really, you know, if I had someone doing it for me, I would totally do that, I guess. But, um, I, <laughs> but I just want to focus on the things I'm most interested in, which are mm. pictures and mm -hmm. podcasting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, exactly. So, um, those are the things I love to do, um, as far as like the social media aspect of it. And then of course my websites, you know, you can always find me there as well. And, um, yeah, that's the best way to, to get in touch mm -hmm. as well too. And mm -hmm. fun fact about the PDX, in case anybody's like, what in the world is the PDX after pure energy? That is Portland. Portland. <laughs> our... Originally, when I when I created that website, it was going to be a local operation. But since COVID, it's become worldwide. So mm -hmm. um, now that's a little bit irrelevant. But, you know, I, I have I have it and it's too late to change it now. So there you go. Yeah. There okay. You. I'm still coach Karan YVR. <laughs> that's Vancouver. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you Vancouver, Canada or Vancouver, yeah. Washington? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I love Vancouver. Yeah. The further Vancouver. Further Vancouver. <laughs> the further one. The cooler only one. If she was just across the river. We would have pulled her over to pizza night by now. <laughs> Darn it. I know. She's only five hours away, although we probably can't get there right now. Can't get there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Darn it. Okay. And, oh. and it's gluten-free pizza night, Kron, so Ooh. you would be able to eat it. Excellent. <laughs> yes, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. As soon as I'm able. Right? You're invited. Thank you. <laughs> so how, Allison, would you recommend our listeners start their own pirate journey? Yes, that is a really good question. And my answer to that would be to start to uh, connect with yourself. You can start with my book. I give you all the, the steps and how to connect with yourself in that. Also, you know, just uh, start paying attention to really what you want to do. Be honest with yourself. Are you, are you living the life you want to live? Like examine that, you know. It, from my experience, uh, you go through different phases in your life. There's certain times when you repurpose, when you have to examine more, but really it, it's the awareness around that. It, it takes, you know, 
it takes a lot of attention to do that. But once you start doing it, then you can start seeing a lot of things and then you can start seeing your own truth. You know, um, everybody's truth is different. There's not one universal truth, but you know, the thing is, is that you have to learn how to find your own truth. And in order to do that, you have to connect with yourself and that includes spending time with yourself, you know, which is many, many of us don't do. So in my opinion, you know, being more pirate, um, is really learning how to, uh, you know, create that autonomy that within yourself, like not to say that you want to separate yourself from everybody, but you want to also know yourself enough to know where you begin and others, well, you stop and others begin, you know, mm -hmm. like be able to don't get pulled in with the, with the group think and all the other stuff that's happening. Like, form your own opinions about mm -hmm. life, right? Mm -hmm. That's important. Um, and we can talk about these things. Like I, you don't have to agree with everything everybody is saying or doing, and you can still talk to people about it. We don't always have to argue, mm -hmm. you know, and you can respect. It's like also learning how to respect other people's stances, other people's opinions, actually getting to a place of unconditional love with both yourself and others so that you can start um, living a life of reverence, um, for everybody you come across. I mean, you know, that's the whole thing. I think it like, why, if we were all the same, if we all thought the same things and believed the same things, how boring would that be? You know what? It's really amazing to see life from another person's perspective and experience it that way. And we've lost that, um, you know, the joy in that, I think in some respects, because we're all on this like defensive mode or we have been for a few years, I think it's starting to calm down a little bit, but you know, it, you don't have to get pissed off just when you, when you don't agree with some, somebody says, you could just say, what, well, ask them a question. Well, why do you think that way? You know, like start to mm -hmm. ask questions mm -hmm. and then maybe you can see where they're coming from and appreciate it, even mm -hmm. if you don't agree with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, that to me is being more pirate because I think then you're living, you know, with more awareness than the average person, right? <laughs> and more compassion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And coming back to, is it true? Like, is it true? Is exactly. It true? Always ask that question. Like, don't let yourself get away with anything. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not you. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, our last question is the important question of, do you know any pirate jokes? Mm. Gosh, I don't. I wasn't prepared for this. Well, that's okay. We come prepared. <laughs> we like to ask first. <laughs> I wish I did though. Now I'm going to have to get some. <laughs> the internet has plenty. <laughs> so ours then for you is where can you find a pirate who has lost his wooden legs? Where? Right where you left him. <laughs> Well, here, here should be another That's question. Good. Yeah. For those that like, that are musically inclined, the next question should be, do you know any shanty songs? <laughs> any pirate shanties? <laughs> no, I do not. I don't, unfortunately. <laughs> but I have been to Florida and it's very piratey. So mm -hmm. yes, there's a lot the of pirate piece? energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was surprised because I've been to, you know, I grew up in Georgia. I've been to Florida before. I didn't notice it as much until mm -hmm. like I started reading the Be More Pirate book and I was like, oh yeah, Florida's got a lot of pirate and there's a history of mm -hmm. piracy there. Yeah. Yeah, they're so, yeah. close to Nassau, aren't they? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Parts of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's definitely got that that vibe, which mm -hmm. is interesting. There's a lot of there's a little bit of rebellion, rebellious attitude over there. <laughs> <laughs> Florida pirates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, if you learn any shanties on the ukulele, we'd love to hear. Oh, it. <laughs> I will do that. I'll have, I'll be prepared next time and, okay. and play for you. Yeah. <laughs> that should be next, next year. Do you yes, know a exactly. shanty? <laughs> That'll be enough time for me to learn. <laughs> Give me plenty of time. <laughs> well, thanks again for chatting with us today. Thank you. It was, again, a pleasure and an honor to be on here with you two today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. 
Thank you for listening to Pirate Living Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. And follow us on Instagram at Pirate Living Podcast to keep up on the latest community news and find out about our coaching programs. To learn more about the Enlifted program that we mentioned on this episode, visit www.enlifted.me. Make sure to let them know you heard about them on Pirate Living Podcast. To upgrade your communication and create magic with your words, visit www.procabulary.org and use code PirateLiving50 for $50 off. And until next time, keep creating good trouble. It's rock and roll, guys. There are no rules. This one goes to 11.